0: This is the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. Now from Studio B, or wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's
1: Sean Kelly.
2: Welcome in, everybody. This is the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Greetings on this Wednesday. It's our second show this week, and we've reached a critical juncture in Saints training camp. And we're going to have an NBA schedule coming out here soon, so things are really speeding up, and we're glad that you're with us. We've got a great show planned for you today. Of course, this is the eve of the first preseason game, and our own John DeChaise will be stopping by momentarily. He'll give us his storylines and a preview of tomorrow night's Saints-Browns affair up on the shores of Lake Erie. Anthony Davis's camp is campus complete uh, over at UNO, and we had a chance to catch up with him yesterday. We're going to share that visit with you today as well. But uh, something new to us here. At the Black and Blue Report, and you'll see a lot of this on NewOrleansSaints.com too, is uh, kind of the newest member of our team, at least this, I guess, sub-team of the big team because John Kuhn now is in the second season with the New Orleans Saints as a fullback, and um, he's kind enough to kind of step into a new role with us. And he'll co-host a little bit today, and we'll get his insights throughout the season, especially on Mondays in this format, and then we'll learn a lot more with a bunch of different features and and uh, interviews that John will be conducting as we go along. Great to have you, John. First of all, you look like you're in good shape, except for a thumb, and we'll get that to that in a minute.
0: <laughs> yeah, Sean, I, I, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to do this. I'm I'm super excited to be talking X's and O's and give an inside look to, uh, to some of our listeners out there of what it's like in our locker room throughout training camp, but then also throughout the season. So this is going to be an exciting year. I can't believe we're already on the eve of the first preseason game already. Holy cow. Um, things go really fast, and that's just that's just the way the nature of the nfl you know things turn over and and things change but man that train stays on those tracks
2: this part of your career is not new. You did a lot of this in Green Bay, didn't you?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I've, I've done podcasts and, and radio shows before, but um, this one's going to be really exciting because we're going to talk a little basketball here and there with the Pelicans and, and keep it fresh for the New Orleans fan base.
2: Not to mention everything else that's going on in the league and, and life and everything else. I know uh, your life is ever-evolving, and, and, and now we've got so much more to talk about with regard to college football and the NFL really firing up. So there's plenty to talk about. John, you mentioned that things have gone fast here or quickly toward the uh, first preseason
0: game. Why do you think that is? You know, we've just had a very competitive camp so far. Um, a bunch of a bunch of uh, new young guys, uh, a whole new atmosphere here at camp this year um, versus where it was last season. I think um, the excitement of you know bringing in an Adrian Peterson and and some of the rookies uh, on the defensive end with uh, with Malcolm on the back end. It, it really looks pretty exciting and and we could be pretty darn good. We're having feisty competitions in there. And we just had a short yardage in um, practice the other day where it got really physical and, and defense made a couple big plays there in, in the second half of the practice. So, it, I mean, I'm telling you, it's competitive. We're going after each other and it's just training camp. I mean, we've been hitting each other for two weeks now and we're kind of sick of it. So <laughs> I'm I'm excited to get out here and see what it's like when we actually hit another team for once.
2: You mentioned the fourth and short yardage uh, periods the other day. That was Monday. I was surprised. I, You know, you guys really went hard, like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, kind of backed away a little bit Sunday night at Tulane. I thought, okay, Sean Payton and that staff is really going to start backing them down toward this first preseason game. And then Monday happened. So there's something about this camp that seems awfully unpredictable.
0: Yeah, I think Sean does a great job of um, taking care of guys' bodies while at the same time not letting them relax. Um, It's training camp. You're supposed to be on the edge, and for the most part, you are because – your job's at stake, everybody's job's at stake, and yet it's the most physical time of the year. You're wearing pads every single day. There's there's a live period almost every single day, and that's that's unusual for football players. We're used to going live uh, maybe two days a week, obviously, during the game and and, and one other day throughout the, the course of the work week, and to go every single day, it's, it's physically challenging, daunting, and Sean has a knack for being able to – get guys on that edge, but at the same time, be able to take care of, uh, take care of our bodies. And, and he's done a great job with that this year. I don't know if you've heard, we got these things called sleep pods now, uh, in, in, in our recovery sessions. And, and those are pretty interesting. I've never done them before this year, but basically you lay in, you're floating in water. You're, you're, you don't submerge. You, you lay in water, but you float on the top of it because they add all this salt to the water, and it uh, it changes the buoyancy uh, for yourself. And you go in there, and you take about a 30-minute nap, and you get out, you feel pretty refreshed.
2: Somebody told me that 30 minutes in that tank, if you will, is the equivalent of three
0: hours of deep REM sleep. Are you buying that? Well, that's what the sign says. And uh, I, I I went in there for 30 minutes. I don't know if I felt like I got three hours of sleep, but— the Navy SEALs do it. That's good enough for me. That's uh, that. That's kind of the the cosine. That's all I needed to hear.
2: What else? There's a cooling tent outside. I know we saw in West Virginia the last, it, well, for sure last year, maybe even two. These cryogenic type, I guess, full body ice down system type things. and then Sean mentioned the other day. There's there's like these stations that you all have to progress through. How many
0: stations are there? And including. Including the the sleep pod. Well, I mean, for starters, our training staff is um, they're they're well versed in all kinds of techniques uh, to get you ready. They they'll do the dry needling, um, the, the the acupuncture, the things that you see, all the crazy things that you'll see James Harrison do on a daily basis. We can do in here with our players too. Um, the cupping, uh, which leaves some crazy bruises on you if you do that. Uh, that, like you said, the cryogenic chamber where. Um, something like a negative hundred degrees. You stand in it for three minutes. It's uh, it's supposed to be really great for for your body and, and for recovery. Um, we have the the Normatech boots. For anybody that's never seen it, you would think it's hilarious. It, it, you, there are these boots you put on your legs, and they blow up, and you kind of look like um, the Halloween costumes of the sumo wrestlers, but just the leg version. So you're laying there, and you have these big uh, puffy legs hanging up in the air, but but you lay in those for about 30 minutes, and that's supposed to help flush out um, anything that's bad in there. Uh, we already discussed the sleep pods. I, I mean, there's there's a plethora of different things you could do. And for the average person to come in and see our recovery and to see what we're doing, you're going to think we're absolutely crazy. We're absolutely nuts. But but this is what we do on a daily basis to take care of the bumps and bruises. So what's your favorite? Uh I, I like the boots, honestly, I like the boots the best. Uh, you can kick back, listen to a little music, uh, get some get some off the field work done if you need to while you're just laying there, you know, with your feet kicked up in the air and some boots. All
2: right. So all these things sound cool and great and everything else. But does it work? Have you noticed a difference, you yourself? Have your teammates talked about how much better they feel or how much easier it is to get going the next day? I mean, what's the what's the takeaway right now?
0: I I personally believe that if you stay ahead of things, if you, if you do this as, um, as a scheduled routine is something that that's done every single week or, or every day or, or you attack it in that nature, you're not injured jumping into these things and it's the fountain of youth. You're, you're all of a sudden healed. That's not the way it works. But if you stay on top of it, if you're treating yourself and and doing these things ahead of time, I, I definitely think it, it pla it pays dividends in the long run, especially, especially when you're, you're not you're not injured. You're you're hurting. So you you have bruises and you have bumps, but but you don't have an injury. That's that's what it helps with. Yeah. Late last week, by the way,
2: John came up to me after one of those high contact days and shows me his thumb. It was like purple and black and nasty, and he was kind of like you know shaking his hand because obviously it didn't feel very good. It looks almost all the way back to normal. Uh, that's a that's amazing. What what actually happened to the thumb last week?
0: I think it got pinched in between uh, myself and another player's helmet when uh, when we were doing one of our full contact drills. I mean, it's just it's a part of the game. It's it's what happens. And anybody that does any blocking uh, or, or shedding of the blocking, this has happened to uh, numerous times in their career. It just feels like you take your thumb, you sit it down on the table, you count the three and you smash with a hammer and and. You know that's what I was dealing with that day. So so I had some real troubles trying to uh, to catch the ball after that, and it, you know th- these things they just they just they rear their ugly head, and, and you got to deal with them for for a period of time. But thank goodness this was only a couple of days, and and we are back to normal. About I'd say about half the nail is still on my finger, so we're so we're good to go. I
2: thought you were gonna lose the whole thing. When I saw it, I was like, I don't want to tell him he's gonna lose this whole thumbnail, but it's it's it looks I, I can't believe how much better it looks. Um, you mentioned the competitiveness of camp. Let me ask you this. Where have you seen improvement? That's, I think that's if we boil all this camp talk down and everything else, and again, no preseason game has been played yet, but where have you seen
0: improvement with this football team? I think the greatest improvement is is the confidence and the competitiveness of the, the entire team. We understand this year that – it's it's a dogfight we lost several games last year in the in the final minutes because of single plays and we understand that this year in order for it to not be that way we have to fight every single play and, and and every single second of every single play like it's like it's that play we have to assume that every play is going to be that one play that i just said cost us a few games last year so guys are guys are really amped up they're going out there and and I think it's the mindset more than anything. I, I I don't want to point to a position group or a philosophy or the run game versus the pass game or the run defense versus the pass defense or anything like that. I I truly think it's the, it's the real confidence going into this aggressive manner of how we're going to compete every single play in practice. Now that has to transform onto the field, but I think that's the easy part. You know, we have a saying in the NFL that you, you get paid for what you do. Monday through Saturday and then Sundays are free so I think guys are going out there and and really getting their bodies of work in and and making their work pay throughout the the course of the week and then and then going to the games if we did it right in practice that that's when it's gonna show
2: I'm sure there are some years going into that first preseason game you've said well I don't know if we're ready I don't know if we're ready to start this next thing Um, where are you with this team going into the first preseason
0: game this time around I like I said, I'm optimistic. It, we've hit each other enough. We we've uh we've got the guys on the other side of the ball here in our own locker room that we're just like, okay, if I have to hit this guy one more time, it it, it might be a, a scuffle. And it's been it, we've had a few of those, so that's when you know you're ready to go face another team. When when, when guys are starting to get to the point where they're just oh man, they, their hair stands up, just thinking about going against the guy on the other side of them. Um we've we've had all our installs in so uh, schematically we're we're ready we we've we've touched bases on on everything that there is that we need to know for a game so we just um last night so this is this is not an average week this is not what we're going to do during the season but we you know we got our game plan books we're looking at Cleveland now versus uh looking at ourselves and trying to practice against ourselves so so we have made that full transition and like I said this is not the the game plan that we would do for our, a regular season week but but it's a little something.
2: I easily understand what tomorrow night is like for a camp invite, a late-round draft guy, um, uh, an undrafted free agent trying to make a team. This is huge. I mean, I understand, I totally get it. I can only imagine how amped up and ready they are for a preseason game. Here's what I can't get ever get my arms around. You're the starting fullback. Or I'm Drew Brees. Or Adrian Peterson, who, by the way, hasn't carried a football in a preseason game since 2011 how do you get fired up for a preseason game that at best you may play 10 to 15 plays? It's, it's got to feel
0: different, right? Yeah. I mean, the games do feel different, but you, you can't put me in the conversation with Drew Brees. You said myself, I, I, just I, I, starters. I, 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 I know, starters. I know, but I've, I've played a, a good bit of time here in, in the NFL, but yeah, th- that, that comparison's not me. Cause I play fullback and fullbacks play a half every <laughs> preseason game. That's just the way it is. it is. First half, second half. It doesn't matter. Fullbacks play a half. And um, yeah there are guys like um drew and you said it a, adrian and and i'm sure uh, a guy on defense like cam or somebody like that they they might not play and if they do they're only going to play several plays and for them it's about it's about getting a hot tape for for four or five or six or a drive or, or maybe even a quarter but just just showing hey i i got the i got the uh rust knocked off for these few plays and and i can do it at a high level for here and 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 hey, that that's what we did, and we'll build up for the next preseason game. I mean, for for them, it's not too too bad, and and for me, you know, like I said, I'm playing a half. I'm going out there and I'm I'm charting plays. I'm taking it one play at a time, just like I would in a game. And and when they come and, and ring the bell and say you're done, then you're done. I mean, there's no there's no getting in shape for football like there is playing football. And there's no game shape is completely different than practice shape. So there you have to build up. You have to build this base so that when you get to the first regular season game, you are ready to go. You
2: played in green Bay. Now you've been in new Orleans, probably the two markets more than anywhere else where when we've reached this point in the cat on the calendar, um, the saints or the Packers could probably literally go out there and stretch and everybody would watch. That's how amped up and ready. They are for Packer football or saints football at this time of year. So when that wears off, cause it will, um, how should fans watch a preseason game? What would be your advice to them as far as here's how to make this a very enjoyable experience or something that you'll have a great takeaway from from a quote
0: unquote preseason game? Well, I, I mean, I think you watch it just like any other game, just keeping some simple things in mind that we did just game I told you, we game planned one day for this game. Yeah. I mean, we we we're putting into it, we're investing in it, we want to win the game, we're trying to win the game, but You know, we have we have a big picture philosophy here and it's and it's to get the 53 man and and the 11 practice squad guys ready for the season and figuring that who those guys are going to be. So you have to understand that some of these scenarios that you're seeing in the game, they're not necessarily just, you know, for us to win, but it's we want to see what this guy does in this position and in a game plan that might not necessarily be the best game plan to try and win the game but that's the scenario they want to see they want to see this guy versus this guy and and they want to see how it goes shapes up so i I think simply if fans can watch it and if they if they really think they can see the game in depth then then you kind of watch the one-on-ones you see how guys are playing you see how guys are running routes you see how fast guys look you see if guys look the same they looked the year before better or worse Mm -hmm. and and you can take that from it i don't think you can Really take a full team um, perspective on this and, and say this is what our team's going to look like based on this preseason. Game. I just don't think that's realistic. But shoot, in the tenth, it, it, it's still football. We're still out there playing because because you can't play football any other way than than hard or or you're either a going to going to take a chance to get your butt whooped or uh, or b you're going to get hurt. So I mean, we're still out there playing football. Good point.
2: Good point. John Coons with us. I'm Sean Kelly. More with John in a little bit. Our own John DeShazer in just a moment. He'll share his insight for tomorrow night's preseason game. We still have Anthony Davis from his camp yesterday and a whole lot more on this Wednesday. Stay with us. If you don't want to miss out on any of the action, get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7,
1: 365. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus text with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelicans mobile alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features.
2: Plus sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the
1: conversation today.
0: Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Sean Kelly
1: and John DeShazer.
2: All right, we continue on this Wednesday with the second John of this uh, black and blue report. John Kuhn will be back here in just a moment, but as promised, senior chief John DeShazer stops by from New Orleans Saints.com. Before, before John, we head to the airport, off to Cleveland, Ohio for preseason game number one. John Kuhn is amped up, ready to go. I'm sure you're ready for something different, too.
3: What is John Kuhn amped up for? He ain't going to play, <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, he said, a... he said,
2: he said, let's not confuse me. With some of the others that may not play, uh, we fullbacks only play a little bit as it is, and so we'll be in there.
3: He he might get a couple of snaps, yes. but I mean he is pretty much secure in his status on this team. Yes. Um, but yeah, you got to be a little bit excited just because you know it gets monotonous watching these guys work against each other all the time. And now uh, the way the the collective bargaining agreement is, is that's less contact. And even now that there there's even. There's a, an amount of chippiness, but not the chippiness of your, so to speak. I mean, those guys used to go at, I mean, literally fight, and you don't see that now. You might see guys, you know, shove a little bit, or maybe lie on top of a guy a little bit longer than you should when you're getting, you know, getting off the pile or something. But you don't see guys snatching people off the pile and throwing haymakers. Of course, it wasn't wise if 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 the guy if the other guy had on the helmet that you were throwing the haymakers at. But still, they used to really go after. It. So, yeah, so but by today's level or standard of chippiness, uh, there has been chippiness. So it'll be good for them to take out some of that frustration uh, on the Browns. I actually expect to see probably even more of it uh, maybe against the Rams. Now, the Browns do bring this defensive coordinator, Greg Williams, who um, has been known to uh, blitz a little bit in the preseason. <laughs> we know, but you know, now who's he going to be throwing the house at it? it ain't going to be Drew Brees. I can promise you that. So, you know, let's see how conservative or aggressive the Browns defense will be uh, as opposed to the saints uh, offensively, because you know, the saints like to be fairly vanilla uh, throughout. Uh, so, but to get back to the original premise, yeah, it's good to see him <laughs> hitting somebody Besides each other. So you're excited. <laughs> so you're excited. <laughs> kind of went around the world right, on that. <laughs> um,
2: Who gets showcased for the Saints
3: tomorrow night? Um, the Daniel Lasko's other world. Garrett Grayson. Um, will. This is a pivotal preseason for Garrett Grayson and a p- pivotal training camp because, you know, this could be his make or break Saints, you know, foray right here. He's not shown it in his first couple of seasons. And, you know, at some point, he's not the veteran that Sean Payton says, well, you know, we don't have to see it all the time, but we got to see it. Mm -hmm. He's a guy you need to see it all the time. Now, I mean, you you can't fall back on the the excuse, I guess, you know, he's learning the offense or he's young or, you know, whatever the case may be. You know, it should have stirred him that the Saints brought in Chase Daniel to be the backup quarterback. That should have kind of made him feel some type of way, you know, because he's been around here for a little while and he should have been feeling like, you know, I'm kind of ascending. That tells you that he's not ascending, and if he's not going to play well in this preseason, what's going to happen to him? Because he's probably going to get the majority of snaps because the Saints want to see if he's learning and developing and being the quarterback that they felt that he was going to be when they drafted him in the third round a couple of years ago. So Chase Daniel, I think it will be huge for him. Um, A guy like Daniel Lasco, I think this type of game will be big for him because you don't expect to see much or any of mark ingram and adrian peterson Well, who's next up to carry that load that's probably going to be daniel lasco now yeah darius victor and trey Edmunds will probably get some carries too but you know a guy like daniel lasco who was hurt a good portion of last year but made the team made it you know made his bones on special teams want to see if he can fit in the offense and how he plays offensively now you got some corners and with delvin bro out likely and with pj williams coming back from injury from last year uh, you still kinda in prove it mode with Ken Crawley and Devontae Harris. I mean, yeah, they made the team last year and they look really good here in training camp, but preseason I would expect those guys to maybe get a few more snaps than ordinarily defensively. Would have been interesting to see Ryan Ramchek because I think he would have played a decent amount. Oh, I think but, yeah, I, a lot. Yeah, I think he'd have played a decent amount. So now that falls to Khalif Barnes and I don't know how much Khalif Barnes is gonna play at left tackle with the number ones, but it would have been good to see Ryan Ramchick because he's got to get the snaps and the rips. If he's going to be your starting left tackle as a rookie for an offense that's coming back as the number one offense in the league, he kind of better know what he's doing. So (laughs) it would have been nice to see him out there, but unfortunately you know he's missed the last few practices, probably won't go. But, yeah, those are some of the guys that that we'll be looking for. Yeah,
2: I agree. I'm with you about Ramchick. I wanted to see Ramchick and Lattimore – play in this first preseason game for obvious reasons yeah. of what the, they potentially could be asked to do and and, and both I guess won't. So um, there's that. Um, yeah. is there any are there any Brown
3: storylines that intrigue you? Well I mean you got the quarterback situation with, with Brock Osweiler because um, their quarterback situation as far as I can tell at least on paper is is as unsettled as it has been the last two, three years. Um, maybe Deshaun Kaiser Keep the going. rookie two or three years two, on. three, four, five, <laughs> ten years. So, maybe Deshaun Kaiser, the rookie, ends up starting regular season. But you got to have somebody to go out there and start the first preseason game. It's going to be Brock Osweiler, who did himself no favors with Houston uh, the way he played. I mean, just awful. Stole money. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, did not look good in, in his stand in Houston. So, you know, that'll be them. Of course, they got number one overall pick, Miles Garrett, the defensive end. So, you want to see. What he does, and he might be one of those guys who gets a decent amount of reps because he is a rookie, and you don't take those, you know, you don't get the vet liberties when you're a rookie. You know, they want to see you do it in game situations. Now, I don't care if it's against somebody's number three offensive tackle. You got to put him out there. You got to get some confidence in him, and you got to make sure that he understands what you're trying to do defensively. So, be interesting to see those two guys. And again, it'll just be interesting to see how the Browns play it defensively with Greg Williams as defensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, because he's been one of those guys who. Um, from time to time has not abided by the gentleman's agreement and handshake of, hey, let's work on some certain things and, you know, let's not see if we can knock out a quarterback here. Um, There was a few preseasons ago when he was a Saints defensive coordinator where I can't remember if it was San Francisco or who it was, but, I mean, they just blitzed the dog out of somebody. It was San Francisco. Yeah. And And they had like six or seven sets. Yeah. And it was – It was – It was not very gentlemanly. No. (laughs) So, you know, let's see if having been, you know, released by this organization, if he attempts to do some of the same things. Could be. Could be. Got anything on New Orleans
2: in particular, previewing tomorrow?
3: No, I'm just going to look at the five guys who we're uh, spotlighting to kind of take note of. We mentioned Lasco. We mentioned, uh, you know, um, unfortunately Ramchek's not going to be there. But, you know, Lasco, uh, linebacker, I think uh, Alex is going to get some snaps, I believe. Yeah, I'm um, pretty high on him, by Yeah, the I think he's going to get a, a decent amount of snaps. Um, also, Trey Edmonds and, and and Darius Victor, especially Victor, I think is going to get some snaps. And I think Victor is going to impress in this preseason. I might be crazy. Now, he's going to be, is he going to be, be be able to make this team? Woo, it's going to be hard. But I think he's going to be a guy who's going to show up decent in the preseason because he's odd. He's 5'7", 225. He's built like a hydrant. You put him behind linemen, you can't see him. When he gets in a hold and his shoulders are square, I don't know a whole lot of folks who are gonna to want to hit him because you can't get leverage on him. He's you know low man wins and he's always gonna be the low man unless he's against Adam <laughs>
2: Big Hill. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. <laughs> so it, who it, I also it, think will play a lot. Yeah, yeah. I think
3: he's gonna play a lot. Right. So you know it'll be interesting to see uh, those guys and um and also you got to figure out you know what the Saints are gonna do with uh with with Jack Allen and and guys like that on the offensive line um. I don't know if Jack Allen and Josh Rebus, It wouldn't surprise me if those guys, and maybe Senio Calamente plays a little bit more center than we're accustomed to seeing him play, just because of the way the centers have played so far in training camp. Now, is Max Unger going to be back for the regular season? It sure looks, sure does look like it. But you know, Senio might turn out to be the number two center on this team if if Josh Rebus and Jack Allen have some difficulties in the preseason games.
2: That's definitely something that. We'll
3: take all four games to figure out. Yeah. You're right.
2: Did you watch uh, Hard Knocks last night?
3: Yeah, I did. I did. I was not particularly moved. Um, <laughs> <That's> now. Gonna, <laughs> yeah, now, I, I was going to rush out and try and see it on the plane today, maybe. But I now, mean, it's, you know, I mean, it's, it's you know, they make it a nice dramatization. I will, I'll give them that. You know, you got the music and you got the, the slow-mo and, you know, you get the, the inside looks. And so, you know, there's a lot of. One on one and isolation with Jameis Winston and a lot of, you know, isolation with uh, with Gerald McCoy. Gerald McCoy, the defensive tackle for the Bucks. Interesting guy. Um, And I think he's got a perfect attitude for a guy as good as he is. Well, Gerald McCoy is a guy who, after practice, he does the rookie move. He carries off teammates helmets and pads. and He says in order to be a leader, you have to show first that you know how to be a servant. You know, you, if you want guys to, you know, follow the right way, then you got to show them how. So he, as a vet, is carrying rookie's helmets and pads and that kind of thing off the practice field after practice. He says he does it every practice. So that's okay. one of the things that impressed me for a guy who's got that status to to be one of those type guys. But, I mean, you hear great things about him, and now you, I guess you see some of them, and I don't think it's just – for the camera, it seems like he's that type of guy. You know, some people turn it on for the camera. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think he's that guy who just turns it on for the camera. I think he's actually that kind of guy. So that's a good perspective. And also, um, Coach Dirk Cutter, who who kind of got into Jameis Winston a few times, um, during during hard knocks for some you know decision making um, things. So he said some things that I can't say right here, but uh, it was it was it, from that standpoint it was it was. Pretty good. But, I mean, overall, it's yeah, I guess I kind of got to ease into it a little bit. Yeah, okay. All right, I'll still watch it. Especially because it's a division opponent. Yeah, right, I mean, so, you, know, yeah. You, you know, you want to see what is I mean, I'll, I'll say this, man. Deshaun Jackson is sudden. Is that the good word? The dude can one. move. Okay. Woo, he can go, man. He's – him and Mike Evans together, I tell you what. I, people ain't going to be able to sleep, I can tell you that. Okay. That's, if they're healthy. That's a problem. Yeah, if they're healthy, those problem. two, those two right there will, will, they're gonna do some stuff, man. It's still gotta it's give them dilemma. the ball. a dilemma. Yeah, you gotta give them the ball, but yeah, it's the right. it's the dilemma with those two with those two out there. That that's man, that's that's such a threat. It's, I know we'll be talking about it soon enough. Whew.
2: Yes, yeah. as it pertains to this particular unit that we're <laughs> yeah. with. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No doubt. Good stuff. Travel safe. We'll see you tomorrow night on the television. Yes, sir. Be nice. Yes. John DeShazer here on the Black and Blue Report. Uh, More from John Kuhn here before we wrap up on this Wednesday. But coming up next, we turn our attention to the Pelicans. Daniel Salerson was uh, out and about yesterday, specifically at UNO, for the first, uh, I guess it was the first ever, the first ever Anthony Davis basketball camp here in New Orleans. Stay with us.
0: Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Daniel Salerson.
4: Welcome back to the show. Let's talk some Pelicans on this Wednesday as Anthony Davis concluded his camp here in New Orleans yesterday at UNO Lakefront Arena, ages 7 to 15, during his camp. AD caught up with the media, the chat about his camp and what's been going on this offseason, plus the new additions between Rajon Rondo And Ian Clark, let's start with Anthony Davis, just in general, talking about his camp.
1: Uh, It feels good. Um, Happy kids here, Uh, especially on short notice. Um, Parents did a great job. Giving here, kids are having fun. Camp's going great. Um, So it just makes me feel good that they're happy. They're having fun. They're learning. Um, Getting a chance to interact with them for a little bit. It's been a fun camp so far.
4: Of course, Anthony Davis has hosted camps all around the country, but this is his first one that he has hosted here in the Crescent City. AD on finally getting a camp here in NOLA.
1: It feels great, you know. I'm, this is my second home. Uh, you know, always doing stuff in New Orleans. I, I love doing them in New Orleans, and to have this camp, uh, my first camp here, has uh, been amazing. You know, kids been real supportive. Parents been supportive. Uh, you know, everybody in the city and the world been supportive, so I'm just happy that um, I was able to do the first one here and just hopefully keep it going.
4: Of course, camp wasn't the only thing that the media talked about with AD yesterday. We focused on the off season, and part of that off season has been working out with DeMarcus Cousins and also having a full offseason of being able to work out. With the surgery last year, he didn't have a full offseason to work out and get back into shape. Here's AD on what he's been learning about DeMarcus Cousins since those two started working out together this offseason?
1: I, I really believe he really thinks he's a point guard. Um, <laughs> every drill he wants to do, he wants to, you know, all uh, right, could we start out on the floor and then, you know, get into it. So You uh, were once like that, right? Uh, Not as much all as him, guard. you know. Um, but I love working out with him. I mean, he uh he brings so much to our team. You know, you know we try to figure out where we like the ball on the floor, Um you know, when one's doing something, what is the other supposed to do? You know, where's the other person like the ball on the floor? Where do you like the shots from? You know, uh, how far can you shoot? You know, all type of stuff like that. And we've been working on that for a long time and um, all summer. And you know, he's got a lot better, um, of course, with the weight loss. Um, haven't seen him play yet, but you know, he said he feels like he's in the best shape of his life. So um, I'm excited about that and um, come out guns blazing to start the season.
4: DeMarcus Cousins, point guard. That should be interesting. That's for sure. And speaking of point guards, the Pelicans added a veteran point guard in Rajon Rondo. Rondo um, is a veteran guy that has some playoff experience, championship experience, and uh, AD is a big fan of Rondo being a part of this Pelicans roster. Elite
1: point guard. um, Basketball IQ off the charts. Great passer. um, Great defender. You know, with him and you in the backcourt. I'm, I'm taking them to it against anybody any day, um, so we're excited about that. Ready to get started. Um, you know, he's already been, you know, talking about stuff that you know we can do. You know, saying that we're going to be the best team in the league in defense, all this stuff. So we're excited about it, and I'm happy to have him.
4: With the addition of Rondo, adding Ian Clark, a lot of depth there at guard for the Pelicans. It's going to be a very big year for New Orleans. At least they hope so. Anthony expects and believes. This team will be a playoff team this season.
1: That's what we're expecting. I mean, um, is it enough? We don't know until the season's over. But um, we definitely believe that we have enough pieces on paper to make the playoffs. And not just make it, but you know, actually make it run in the playoffs. So that's what we're expecting. Um, like I said, everybody's excited. Everybody's prepared. And um, it starts in training camp.
4: With that, a lot of people have been labeling this as the most important season in a very long time for the Pelicans, especially with DeMarcus Cousins becoming a free agent at the end of the season. Anthony Davis on where he stands as this being a very important season for New Orleans. We
1: all want to win, you know, and we're tired of losing, and I think we're doing the right things to to try to make sure that you know our chances are very high, and um, like I said, we look good on paper, but... Um, you know, the entire organization from players, front office, coaches, we all want to win. And we think the time is now. And so we're treating it like this is the season. Um, and if it's not, then we go from there. But um, as of right now, this is our most important season.
4: And of course, you can watch the full interview on Pelicans.com in the mobile app. Also, while you're there, be sure to check out DeMarcus Cousins as he talked basketball at his camp, which was held in Birmingham, Alabama, yesterday. All right, Sean, that's it for me. Back to you.
2: Well, from all the reports, a great camp for Anthony Davis. His first big, full summer camp uh, here as a member of the New Orleans Pelicans. Sean Cooney in the studio with us today here on the Black and Blue Report. About time to wrap things up. Um, We talked a little bit about the preseason game the other night uh, or in the other segment for tomorrow night. Uh, John jumped in as well. Let me ask you this, John, two things. Number one, the Saints, by I think my notes, have not won a preseason game since – three years ago no wins in 15 or 60 in the preseason which again nobody's passing out preseason trophies but um is it cliche for me to ask you whether or not it's important to win a preseason game and because the the saints have not here recently
0: does that make it more i guess urgent i wouldn't say urgent but hey streaks are made to be broken nobody wants to hear this question all the way through preseason which i'm sure the media is going to be coming out with so yeah. I mean, it would be great to get out there, put a great team victory together. And I mean, like I said, everybody will play. So if you put a, if you put a win together, you know, you got a team that, you know, from top to bottom is, is going to be competitive. So that's exciting. We we want to do that. We want obviously Sean and uh, the rest of the coaches to look at what we do out there and say, Hey, these guys did their jobs. They did it well. And, and that's why we came away with the win. All right. On top of that, give me three things
2: that, When we see each other on Friday, you'll have been pleased about in the preseason game and go as broad as you like uh, with regard to whether it be an individual or the team in general as to how they perform tomorrow night. Uh,
0: I I think as I think things that what you think uh, that I'm going to be happy with or. Yeah, like
2: or both. Sure. I mean, because I think that. I think that you and the you and the fans are going to be in in concert together on this. Okay,
0: yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So that I, I really think people are going to be uh, be happy with with uh, Ramchick, our, our our first round left tackle. Yeah. Um, th- I tell you what, that guy's come in. He's done fantastic things so far in camp, and I've, I've haven't, I I just have not I couldn't be any more impressed with the way a rookie has has handled his work. Um, n- number two uh I think the overall aggressive nature of our defense these guys have come out there and and they've made it a statement they've made it a change that hey we're out here and things are going to be different this year we're going to hit people we're going to be aggressive we're going to get after the quarterback we're going to compete on the back end so I'm really excited for for them to do that against another team so that so that we can officially say hey here it is look you you guys have seen it and then uh and then third offensive run game I mean I at some point in time I think Sean's gonna really dedicate to the run game. So let's go out there and and, uh, and see what kind of run game we got and I, I think when we come back Friday those three things are gonna be are gonna be all positives.
2: Outstanding. And I thought you brought up some good stuff to lead us into next week because I do want to ask you more about Ramcheck and the offensive line. I do want to ask you about this running backs room which might be the best in the NFL right now as far as I guess everybody's resume goes. Um, and then the linebacking situation. And I know that you intimately have to deal with them on a regular basis, and that's a great uh, observation point for this training camp. Let's drill down on that next week. We're going to be in Los Angeles for a good portion next week. John, we're going to try and and get together like we did here. I think during training camp our visits will be – not as regular as they will be in the regular season, but let's make a point to check back next week and start to drill down on some of that stuff.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for the whole season. Um, we got some great topics going forward, and I mean, we're we're gonna have plenty of stuff to talk about all season long. Right. Say goodbye, John. See ya, everybody. <laughs> That's John Kuhn. I'm Sean Kelly. Thanks
2: again, to Anthony Davis. John Deshazer too. We'll see you Friday, and we'll wrap up the preseason game here on the Black and Blue Report.